Hey, it's been six months, um, and uh, I guess I'm just going to tell you a little bit about, you know, how we're doing, so here comes life update number three. Hey, what's up? My name is JC, and this is Life and Times of a Native Son. Um, Season 2, Episode 7. Yeah, uh, I hope you had had a good couple of weeks, um, and uh, got to get out and do some good stuff for Father's Day, and, um, you know, for me traditionally, so my birthday is June 15th, and a lot of times, my birthday and Father's Day kind of falls on the same same weekend, and so, you know, whatever the dates work out to where there's one weekend that it's more convenient to do my birthday and Father's Day, and um, the other thing is, is I share my birthday with my mother-in-law, so, you know, that means that you know, dear, on my birthday, there's something, you know, between, you know, my mother-in-law and and I have always traditionally kind of gotten together on Mother's Day or on, on my birthday because we share the same birthday. And then, you know, Father's Day, I, you, we usually would spend with my father-in-law. So um, a, a lot of my birthdays were spent with both, you know, split in time between my mother-in-law and my father-in-law and so this was one of those anomaly years where my birthday weekend um and father's day weekend kind of didn't really match up very well so they were on you know one after another and um both of those uh, you know are are two of the days that we kind of marked off on our calendar um for those of you that don't know, um, and, and I'm sure that most of you already do, but um, my my wife and my children's mother passed away on January 13th, and um, we're kind of still in in this healing process that's probably going to go on for a really long time. And one of the things that that I did, and that the kids and I talk about, I guess frequently is these milestones and these milestones are you know birthdays and holidays and then of course you know January 13th um, of next year so you know having back-to-back weekends that were milestones you know for for our family you know going forward um, we thought was going to be pretty tough and um, you know, uh, um, my birthday wasn't wasn't too bad, and Father's Day wasn't too bad. But there was a day in the middle that was, I think, pretty rough for for Chloe 
and then because it was rough for Chloe, my daughter Chloe, it 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 was it was rough for me. And uh, they're in the middle of it, and kind of had gotten Chloe back to a baseline, and you know where she would smile and you know laugh a little bit. Again, uh, my mother-in-law came over, and um, you know she had questions and things that she was dealing with. Um, you know, over the over the whole thing, and 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 you know that when when it all happened, they were um, trying. They were um, trying to um, resuscitate or whatever you want to call it. They were trying to save my wife's life in the kitchen. And our house was like full of a whole bunch of people. And they wouldn't let my mother-in-law over there to hold her hand. Probably because it was a small kitchen and there was already eight people in there at at, at least. And there may have been more. There was enough people that there was people, you know, working and other paramedics standing, kind of standing around, and, um, but they wouldn't let my mother-in-law over there, and she was, had, her struggle is not being able to go over there and, you know, put her hands on, on, on her daughter, and pray for her, but not being able to do that, whether or not that would have done it, you know, whether or not praying would have changed things, and, uh, don't think that she understood what at what point April was at that at that point and um, so she had a pulmonary thrombosis and venous thrombosis which is a blood clot in the lung and a blood clot in her calf and from from what I hear is there there is nothing there's nothing you can do and it's pretty much once it happens it's pretty much done it's a done deal for whoever experiences it and they don't remember or they don't they're gone long before the doctors are done um trying trying to save save her and so my mother-in-law was dealing with that and uh on, you know, a couple of days after, so my, I don't know, I think it was like Tuesday or Thursday, I don't know what day it was, maybe it was, yeah, it was probably Thursday, um, was just, uh, an emotionally exhausting day, um, but we got through it, and then Father's Day, we went to see my father-in-law in, uh, in his town, which is, I don't know, about a 45-minute drive for us. So we drove there and uh, had uh, lunch with with um, with my my kid's grandpa and my my wife's um, father, and um, then went over to his house for a little bit. And you know, you can you can see. that 
people are going through things. And, you know, it, it's hard to, to see that in, in people that you normally don't see pain in, you know. Normally, when you see them, you know, my mother and father, I mean, my father-in-law in particular, because typically it's usually only, you know, if we invite him over for like a barbecue or for supper or one of the kids' birthdays or holidays. So typically the only time, and those are, those are always, you know, kind of fun things. And so those are typically the only times that, you know, we see my father-in-law. Every once in a while he'll stop by for like, you know, five or ten minutes when he's in town. But for the most part, it's, you know, a special event. And, you know, when you see people that are going through things and, um, you know, that they're broken and, um, and there's, you know, really not a lot you can do about it. You know, you can try to act like things are normal, which is, I think, what everybody is is doing now in in this family and people who um, are close to us but you know for the most part life goes on and it's day by day um, but you know that day that Chloe was having a rough time you know one of the things and all the kids are different in the way that they want to handle it like my son, uh, he just doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to think about it. He just goes on with his life and tries to be how he was before. And um, he gets uncomfortable when the subject comes up. So, you know, eventually he's going to have to talk about that because we have um, family grief counseling starting on the 30th or the 20th of July um, and then Chloe goes to Portland the day after that with um, my sister-in-law or April's big sister and um, and then Clara I think her stuff is going to come you know a little bit further down the line because there was some some pretty um, traumatic stuff um that uh, Claire and I experienced there towards the end before the paramedics got there, or the cop. And he was there in, you know, three minutes. So from from when we initially, initially called 911. So there was a little bit of time before that. And then, um, and then you know, that three minutes. And um, so she's going to have to deal with that. And and the 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 PTSD part of it, and um, you know, it, it, so so will I. I don't know what that's gonna look like, um, but uh, and and so for the most part, she's my oldest daughter, Clara, is getting along, and Chloe, who first of all, since she was born. Um, was I don't know I, I hear the nice way of people putting it is that she's a strong willed child and she's very strong willed and you know when she was younger I would say that she was more like me 
and not that I was strong-willed, but I, around family and cousins and um, friends, I was, I wasn't shy around them. It was only, you know, like new people, so it was really easy for me to communicate and play and have fun with people. Um, and Chloe was a lot like that when she was younger. Um, since all of this has happened, I, she's turning more and more into her mom every day. And for her, what works is actually communicating and talking about it. And when she was struggling, we went for a drive because that's that works with her. And we just talked. And if you would have seen our conversation on paper and you didn't know anything about either one of us and you didn't know one was the dad and one was the mom and you just saw sentences on a a piece of paper, you would think that my daughter, who's 12, was 35 because the way she talks about all of this is crazy because... She's so analytical, and she's like, you know, we're all dealing with us this in our own way, and, you know, we're all at different stages of the five stages of grief at different times, and, you know, you'll be here, and I'll be there, and kind of bounce all over, and and it's 100% true, you know, she's just, there's, you know, with the grief, really for us right now it's four because I don't think any of us are going to get to the accepting part of it for a while um, for me still it, it it doesn't seem real you know um, I'll look out the back window and when it's nice um, my wife used to go sit outside on the deck um, and read or whatever surf the internet, whatever, um, and I'd see her out there, and then the other thing is, is, you know, see, she walked every day, especially during the summertime, she had to get outside and walk, and so pulling into the alley, a lot of times I would see her on her way back in, and, you know, and yesterday I pulled into the alley, and I thought, Um, it'd just be nice to see her walking, you know, down the alley, if anything, you know, you you just give, you can just give me that, you know, but I know, I know, I know that, I know that it's, I know that it's over, and but I don't think a lot of times that I have truly accepted it because there's times that the gravity of the whole thing that she's not coming back will hit me hard, and then there's other times that it, it, I I I don't I don't accept it for the most part. There's just little snippets of acceptance that she's not coming back you know for here and then it it like hits you like a ton of bricks and it's like somebody 
put four pounds of sand in your chest. You know, but we're getting along, you know. And um, we're getting better, you know. The, the, we're, I, I think, I think that, like, I'm out of the, we're out of the fog and the chaos of the early stages, which are crazy. And, you know, for the most part, every single one of us is going to have to deal with what my wife and, or what my kids and I are dealing with now at some point, you know. And so there's this like fog in the beginning that, you know, you don't know what day it is and you don't know what you're saying half the time. And, you know, and then gradually that, 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 and I don't want, I'm no, no expert on this. So this is how it was for me or how it has been for me and like my 12-year-old daughter said, it's, it's different for everyone. And, you know, there's, you know, my friend Johnny and I were talking and he's like, you know, there's there's no book for this. And then I was like, wow, there's probably a lot of books for this. But I don't think it would help me because I'm dead. And I don't think it would really help. I think it helps the person who wrote it. You know, just like me talking right now. It probably probably isn't going to help anybody. But, you know, it helps me to get it out. And just like whoever wrote, you know, How to Deal with Grief book, it probably helped them more than it is going to help anybody else. Um, but, yeah, you know, the clouds or the, that fog from the beginning is, you know, kind of being lifted and... And, and and we have no, normal days if that if that makes sense I mean it things will never be the normal that we used to have and it's a different it's different but you know there's times where we'll be happy like we were and um, the hard part, about that is you know not feeling guilty I know I think like in you know in the beginning there's this guilt about about being happy you know And there's there's regret, and I, I you know I don't know I don't know if I'll ever talk about you know you know the, the things that I regret. I regret silly stuff, you know. I regret not staying upstairs on you know that day and talking to her. I, it it wouldn't have made a difference. I regret it. I regret 
not being a pain in the ass. You know, because I was a pain in the ass. You know, and, you know, in the beginning, you know, it was tough. Like a lot of people who get married young, and then we jumped right into having kids. And, you know, for 10 years, we kind of saw each other, uh, you know, in like a sliding door. You know, me going to work. April taking care of the kids and then me coming home and trying to, you know, spend a little bit of time with the kids before I had to go to bed and get up and do it all over again. So there's a lot of time that, you know, it was in and out, you know, in one door, out the other door. And I regret that. But I'm not going to beat myself up about it too much. You know, there's times when I'm having pity parties that I do. But I'm kind of on that. There's this weird thing about like disciplining your kids after this. And first, first off, anybody who knows me it knows that I do not. You know, I'm not the disciplinarian. I was always the good cop. You know, I always got to be the fun guy, the fun dad. Let's go do fun stuff and you know, get down and play little pet shops or monster trucks with with my kids or little my little ponies with and those Fisher Price people. That's what my Clara had. And my son was all about cars and um, Chloe's about a little pet shop. So, you know, I always got to do that and now I have to be the disciplinarian. And on top of that I have to be the disciplinarian at a time when my kids are dealing with probably with the hardest thing that a kid will ever have to deal with and that's you know the loss of a parent so I haven't really got there yet and so far you know my kids haven't really taken advantage of that so they're a lot better than I was at that age because I certainly would have taken advantage of it, especially, you know, my son who's 15, especially at his age. Um, but, you know, we're getting better, and that's a good thing. Um, you know, my father-in-law asked me, about, you know, or said something like, well, you know, maybe you'll, maybe you'll find someone. I don't want anybody. I don't, I don't want to get married. I will never get married again. I'm doomed to be like my father and ride this one out and just be just be me and not have to start over I I turned 50 I turned 50 on my birthday it was my 50th birthday and 50 is a big number yes 50 yeah I hate even saying it but you know 50 is where I am and it's a number um I'm lucky enough that I don't look like what I remember 50-year-olds looking like when I was a kid, because I thought, 
you know, 50 years. I, th- I thought Gandalf from Lord of the Rings was 50. Um, but, um, I'm, uh, getting older, so it, it, it's just for, to, for me, it's too, it's too late to start over. You know, I know a lot of people who are out there right now who are probably 50 or older who just fallen in love and, uh, found the love of their life or whatever it is. And they're like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. Well, it makes sense to me and I'm, and I, and I'm, and I'm happy with that. I'm fine with that. And I don't want, I don't want anybody else. And, um, that's just where I am now and that's where I'm gonna be and that is what it is as the kids would say um I'm just uh gonna be a father and you know if my kids want to live with me for the rest of their lives (laughs) they can do that but I'm not going to say, hey, you know, I'll encourage them to go out and into the world and do big kid stuff. But, you know, my door will always be open to my kids, you know. And we, uh, we're, you know, stronger than ever, even though my cooking, um, is not as good, is not as healthy, uh, is not as vast of a menu as um, we had six and a half months ago. It's actually gotten pretty small, but um, you know, eventually that'll change too. My kids will. By the time my kids have grandkids, I should be pretty good at cooking. I make a mean grilled cheese. If, uh, uh, I think anybody have my grilled cheese would be like, dang. I'm just kidding. It's okay. I'm actually, I did, if you ever seen that movie, um, Chef with John Favreau, or, and then that show that's on uh, Netflix, that's kind of course, that kind of goes with it. It's uh, uh, him and the guy who taught him how to cook for that movie um they make stuff but they did the the grilled cheese on the movie and then uh on the tv show they redid it and that's the grilled cheese that i did and um it's pretty amazing if you have netflix chef tv or the chef just whatever search chef and you'll find that tv show in there and uh, find the one that says grilled cheese and it'll change your life. Um, so I don't know the rest of the year for us, I suppose, looks like uh, we talked to Chloe goes to Portland July 21st. Um, everybody's vaccinated. So because that was one of the stipulations about going to Portland is they, um, you know, be able to get out and do things and just be vaccinated would be nice and so uh, the kids and I all got vaccinated two of us got sick at, you know for that like uh, 
six hour fever my oldest and I uh, and the other two were fine um, and then um, uh, while well, I suppose back up a little bit grief counseling the 20th and of July and and I don't know if this is gonna happen or not but we're talking about going to Boston for the 4th of July to see the Boston Pops on the harbor on the Boston Harbor um, but um, I don't know after that trip to Montana and that drive I don't know whether or not I can talk the kids to getting back in the car and doing it again I don't know how far it is to Boston from um, St. Cloud Minnesota but um, yeah I don't think any of us are really up for that another long car ride um, and I haven't I haven't driven any further than I don't know, than Chicago, um, in a car, so, uh, going east anyways, um, so grief counseling on the 20th, Chloe goes to Portland on the 21st, 23rd, um, I'm hoping to go down to Rochester and see a friend of mine who's, um, part of that stop house group. And uh, so I'd like to see Prof and uh, and the boys and my boy Scotchy B. Is he dub? I'd like to go see him down there um, and hang out for a night. I know there's it's the first uh, concert stop on the Prof tour, and uh, I've been listening to him since the old Prof and Ros- Roswell days. And if you don't, for those of you who don't know. Um, this is a local Minneapolis music scene. He actually went to MCAD, where my daughter goes to school now in Minneapolis. So that's pretty cool. I found that out um, after my daughter started going there. Um, and then uh, I don't have anything for August. Um, um, you know, August 20th is um, would have been... Um, my, mine and April's 21st wedding anniversary. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be a day that is uh, on our milestone calendar. Um, Chloe's birth, or Clara's birthday, that's our firstborn, is September 8th. You know, Halloween was always kind of a big deal around the house, you know. And then, um, we got, uh, November, December, and January is where it gets really tough because Chloe's birthday is November 21st, April's birthday was November 22nd, so those two, we always did something special, um, for their birthdays. Thanksgiving, right after that. And, um, I have no clue what I'm going to do for Thanksgiving this year. I know that I probably won't go to Montana because I don't want to do that drive again. Carter and I did that drive to Montana for Thanksgiving, um, two years ago. And coming back was probably the worst driving experience of my life. 
but I don't want to entertain at our house. And I don't think I can do cook turkey or any of that. Maybe I can cater it. Maybe we can cater it in. Just the kids and I have have Thanksgiving together, you know? Um, and then, you know, Christmas. And, uh, same, same thing kind of goes for Christmas. I don't want to have to entertain people. I just want to, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what I want to do for those two holidays. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of shit that we're going to have to go through around that time because Clara came back, you know, from college around that time. And there is, I mean, it was a good time. It was a good time last year for the Kelseys. You know, one of the best ever. And, you know, and then New Year's Eve. And, uh, and then um, January 13th again. And that'll be our year. And hopefully, hopefully um, we'll have... Uh, something you know we'll be in a in a happy place and have whatever our new normal life will be a regular thing for us and you know we'll wake up in the morning and not hurt as much and not think about it as much but That's where we are, and um, you know, just, just backing up. And I, and I keep saying this, and I to, uh, to people all the time, but there's been a ton of silver linings to this whole thing, and you know, silver linings being, you know, reconnecting with um, people that I knew when I was young reconnecting with people that I should have never disconnected with <clears throat> my kids is you know the way that my kids have grown since January is crazy they, they're so smart and they're an inspiration and that you know that's been a silver lining is seeing how goddamn tough my kids are and how I don't need to I don't need to put their straw in their drink anymore you know I don't need to cut their food for them anymore I still do those things on occasion most of the time, but, uh, you know, they can take care of themselves, you know, 
as long as they got a microwave and microwave food, I don't even have to really worry about feeding them, but, you know, I don't like doing that, and, in fact, last time we bought microwave food, um, it's, we still have most of that left, um, but, and then, uh, just seeing the other silver lining would be just seeing how, or just people still reaching out to me all the time just to check in, you know, and make sure I'm doing okay, and, and, and people are good for the most part, you get them away from CNN and Fox News and away from talking about politics and whatever else the hot button of the week is if you get people away and you talk to people on a personal level and you take all that other shit out of it and you just talk as humans I found that people are awesome and um, and that you know that gives me hope you know people need to just get away and be who they are and not worry about, you know, politics or race or sexual preference. Just be you, be happy, and have, be nice to other people. Um, because tomorrow's not promised. And why waste a day on being bitter and angry? Just don't waste it. But that's all I got, you know, um, still trying to work on being able to tell the stories that I was telling, you know, before. And so I'm just going to keep, I guess, getting on here. And when uh, I got a good funny story and uh, and I'm in the right mood, I'll just... Uh, get one on here my schedules you know as you know has changed so I'm not doing them every week um more like every other week or every three weeks I'm pumping one of these babies out but um try to get better I'll probably you know change some things in the you know about it's probably just gonna end up just doing every other week um and then I'm not rushing it and putting out poor content um but again thank you so much for coming along with me um on this crazy ride and thank you for being a friend and you know i appreciate every one of you um but that's it my name is jc and this has been life and times of a native son peace i'm out